The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The first time I met Rabbi Wallerstein, if you remember the days when phones, when the internet first came out, the smartphones, Rabbi Wallerstein was against it, as you know. I remember standing up here with this flip phone. He said, I'm a busy guy. I don't need it. Neither do you. Now, now everybody knows, all the studies show right now that Phones are the worst. Like the internet on the phones, smartphones will kill people. Facebook went, went to Congress, right? Instagram published their studies. But back then, nobody knew. Or Wallace didn't know. So he started a program, if you remember, called Data Disconnect. You remember Yankee? Data Disconnect. He said he's going to take it on himself as if he had nothing else to do. To get the world to just disconnect for a moment. And I was okay. Really, Shell Perlman called me up and said, we want you to be part of the campaign. And I was okay. I don't know what I did. My Zaydis and Babis in Shemayim, I was okay. We came down to the headquarters in Power Park. We spent hours and hours on this campaign. How do we get people healthy, without the negativity, to just disconnect? So the campaign's about to kick off. It's got a couple more days until it kicks off. We have all these groups together. Everything, everyone's going to join together. We're going to get a million hours to, not to discon- just to disconnect. Something happens I don't want to get into, but Rollison takes a stand on something that was unpopular. Something else. Something happened, but Rollison said it's wrong, and I'm going to take a stand against it. So we called an emergency meeting, because we have a campaign that's launching in three, four days to bring people together, to all join together to get a million hours of disconnection. If Rawalsing takes a stand against this, it's going to cause all this machlekes and no one's going to, the, the campaign's going to fall apart. We've got to get them to not say anything. So I'm the new guy in the room. So they say, Charlie, why don't you talk to him? Do you remember? So I'm like, okay, I'll talk to Rawalsing. I think I can convince him. I can convince him. He'll listen to me. That's why they send the new guy in. I go, Rawalsing, he goes, what's the matter? I said, listen, I know... He goes, it's wrong. I know, I know it's wrong. But just can you, can you beg out of the fight? You know what I'm saying? Like in a couple days, we spent all this time and money. We're going to launch this campaign. It's going to be amazing. Just don't jump in your name. You're part of this. Just, just sit this one out. I'm not afraid. He goes, but it's wrong. I said, I got that. I'm all for that. But you know, sit this one out. So he says, Charlie, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, ah, I think I lost this one. He says, Charlie, you don't get it. My father was a Marine. When something is right, you fight for it. You do not allow the noise to stop you from fighting for what's right. I don't care what happens. I don't care what they say. That's not my problem. It's right. And if it's Hashem's honor that I'm defending, in this case he was, I don't care if nobody does data disconnect. I'm not sitting out of something that's right. That's who he was. He was a crusader for Hashem. He lived for Hashem. I remember one time I was sitting at a Hanukkah thing with him. So we went away for Hanukkah together. And I got to speak before him, which is always a bad place to be. So I tried to get after him. Rabbi Fuchs wasn't having it. So we get up at the thing and I spoke about how, what a miracle it was 
that Hashem, you mean, listen, Kohanim are a bunch of, they're a bunch of coal guys. They're awesome, but you don't pick a, you're not, you're not going to pick the coal guys to go up against the Navy SEALs. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work. We could barely go against the guys in Brooklyn over here. You know what I'm talking about? Like maybe Brooklyn coal guys are different, but usually. So I get up and I spoke the whole thing about how what a miracle it was that Hashem had a couple of coal guys. Kohanim. They didn't even have Masara of Muhammad. They were Kohanim. They were using the, the, the Kalim from the base of Mikdash to be able to go out and fight against the Greek army. Can you imagine what a miracle that was? We take that for granted that the Hashemarim weren't even or people in the army. And the whole speech is about that I have to have for Hashem. And after I'm done, I sit down, or Wallerstein gets up and goes, I want to begin by saying that I disagree with Charlie. And I'm like, oh no, I'm dead. He's an hour, an hour up here. He, by the time he's done, they're going to kick me out of like, you know, Judaism. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, he's finished. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I'm like, what does he disagree with? I was pro Hashem the whole time. So he says, Charlie, the whole crowd stops. He goes, Charlie. You never underestimate a Kain <laughs> who's on a crusade for Hashem. To me, the Shemesh that I was Zochu to was the Shemesh of a Kain who lived on a crusade for Hashem. We don't have that so much anymore. We live in a world where we want to make sure people like us. We live in a world where we're always worrying about, will our kids get married? Will I have enough parnasa? Will I be okay? Will this be okay? If I do this, we play chess. If I do this, then I can't get into this school, then this happens and that happens. We play 40 moves of chess. Every time you make a move, there's chashbainas. And when you're with somebody, just a few moments, whose entire life is three words. It's simple. Nafshi choilas avasecha. I only burn for you. I'm not making chishbainas. I don't. I can't play chess. I don't know how it works. I can't figure out if this kid and that kid and this thing. I can't. I can't play the game of chess in life. I live my life, and my goal of my life is. I'm on a crusade for Hashem. We used to sit for hours and he would tell me again and again, how do we get more people to know how much Hashem loves them? How do we get more people to see that Hashem is with them? What do we got to do? What do we got to say? I'm like, I don't know. He would spend hours and he would He's like, I got to get more people. How do I get more people? I need more people to know. His whole life was a crusade. Because it hurt him if you thought for one second that Hashem wasn't in you. And if you thought for one second that you couldn't do everything, if you couldn't walk through walls, when your life is for Hashem, you don't see walls. When you really live for Hashem, you don't see the issues that everybody gets stopped by. You're indefatigable because you're on a crusade. One time we were in LA for Avinu Malkeinu. Avinu Malkinu, for those who don't know, is a tour of like a hundred places that they would go between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I went to like two and I did like a week of recovery. They would go to seven in London and back. And then when it was all done, they would end in Eretz Yisrael. And then they would do the last one in Eretz Yisrael. I'll never forget one time I was with them in L.A. We spoke. We ran to the airport. We caught a, a red eye to Chicago. 
Finally, LA to Chicago isn't a long flight. We land in Chicago. We go diving. And you have like a couple hours until the speech. So I went back and I rested a little bit. I kept caught up on some emails, prepared the speech, came back. Then I saw Robert Wallace and Khamarov. I said, how was your day? He goes, good. So what'd you do? I prepared the speech. No, ready to go. So, so Yankee said, how's day? Yankee's like, exhausting. I'm like, what'd you do? He goes, Mary Ralston had 48 appointments. I'm like, 48 appointments? How is that possible? It's possible if it's nafshi sava It's possible if you're on a crusade for Hashem. It's rare, at least in my life, that you get to meet a quote-unquote balabas. He wasn't a balabas, but he hid like a balabas. It's rare for someone to be able to see somebody in your life that you get to touch, that pretended to be like you, but who burned for Hashem so strong that nothing got in his way, that he saw no walls, that nothing would stop him for what he thought Hashem wanted of him. And what it taught me, what I wanted to teach you tonight, is that every second that you think that, you find a kayach inside you that allows you to be stronger. Whenever you see a wall, you realize it's not really a wall. How come the Kurdish Baruch Hu asked Klal Yisrael to not dive into them? Listen to this Malbim. The Babam says, Daber Obnei Yisrael Veiso. She is Su El Tochayam, they should go further into the Yam. Why? Shabizay Yir U Emunasam Bitchonam Bashem. Hashem wanted to say, I'm giving you a wall. It's called a sea. I'm telling you, you'll be fine. You believe in me? You can believe in Hashem. But do you live with Hashem? Will you walk through a wall for Hashem? Will you walk into a sea for Hashem? The Kurdish Baruch Hu says go forward, and in front of you is 2.30 in the morning, you're going to keep on going? The Kurdish Baruch Hu says go forward, and you're exhausted because you're on the road for seven straight days and you can't breathe? If Hashem says go, go forward, you don't have money to support the different things that you're working on, are you going to go forward? Of course, if it's easy, we'll go forward. But what if it's impossible? What if it's impossible? What if it's a sea and you're going to drown because there's millions of people? What if it's impossible? Will you be with Hashem then? Because Claudius said, I'm going to go forward anyways. Anasus Nesli is known as that's what caused the Nase. And Rashi says, Why did he say go forward? Einlaham El Elisa. And these are the four words that I believe is Rabbi Waller seen in his core. She'ein hayam omeid bifneim. Because there was no ocean before them. It looked like an ocean. It smelt like an ocean. It was just a test from Hashem. It looks like a wall. It looks like I can't hold myself back from saying that thing I wanted to say to that person in my family. Looks like I can't really learn. Looks like I can't really do this thing. It looks like I can't go to bed late. It looks like I can't. It's not really a wall. 
It's just a test from Hashem. Because if it's nafshi secha, you don't see walls. I learned that from Rabbi Wallerstein. And for a few moments in my life, I was zochah to see a person who didn't see walls. And it, it boggles my mind that we have a world without them. I don't know how, I don't know how we filled his void. And what's amazing is that there is a million things that each of us don't even know that he does, that he does. It's amazing. A person who can give so much that everyone in the room knows him from something else. Do you know how you can stretch yourself that far? Is that if you don't see walls, you become eternal. When you live with Ruchnius, you become Lamalam and Azman. Ralston had this. And with Yanki and with the Rebbitson and with this whole family, he was able to live this way. I wonder what Ruralsin would say right now. I think he'd tell me, stop talking about me. I think you would tell me, tell them how much Hashem loves them. I'm going to end with two things. And I'm only ending with them because it's time to go. Because if you'd give me the right, I'd sit here for the rest of the night and keep on talking. Because this gives me a little nachama. Just seeing Yanke gives me nachama. If I were talking to a Ralston right now, on Avinu Malkainu, he would say to me, and I would say to him, Rebalstein, what do you want me to tell them? What do you want me to tell them, Rebalstein? I think he would say one thing. And then I'll say something for him. I think what Rebalstein would say, every single one of us is going to hit a wall in the next few weeks. Every one of you will hit a wall. Sometimes with your wife, your husband, with your kids. Some of you may hit a wall with Kedusha. It's impossible not to. Some of you may hit a wall with Staka. Every one of us is going to hit a wall between now and Shavuot for sure in some part of your life. And when you do, before you say, I can't, think of Robert Wallerstein. Face so. Just keep on walking. Just keep on walking. Just don't turn around. Two thirds, just keep on going. You can't, you can't hold back, just keep on holding back. You can't give up, you can't give, just keep on going. Because if you keep on going, so, because of our Wallerstein showed us what happens when you live your life, so, then you will show him that even though he's not here, we're living on in his legacy. We're not seeing walls anymore. And maybe with that, Rawlsin could be up in Shemayim going, You guys finally got it. It took me to die for you to realize that. It took me to leave this world for you to realize that my whole life I was always bound with Hashem. And if we're Zochim, maybe to bind ourselves closer to Hashem, then maybe we can bind a little piece of our Wallerstein with us and hold on to it forever. Because he's not going anywhere.
His legacy is going to live on with every single one of us that are stronger for him from now on. I want to end with one thing and then I'll close. Rabbi Wallerstein and all Yankee and the whole team built an incredible group of organizations. Can you imagine what it would be like in Shemayim to look down and see that the organizations are going to be ultimately failing if he's not around? He needs our support now. No walls. Check this out before you leave. RabbiWallisteinLegacyFund.org Don't just give money. Make a page for yourself and get your friends to give money. The budget's $6.3 million a year. Can you imagine what we're going to say to Robert Wallerstein and Shemayim when we raise that money for him? Let's keep his legacy alive, both in who he was and what he did. And maybe when we walk through walls ourselves for his schus, we'll give him nachas. But he's so. But he's so. Don't be scared. Just do what's right. Don't play chess. Just walk through the Yamsuf. Hashem will split it. And together with that legacy fund and us being who we are, maybe Rabbi Wallerstein will shed the nachas from us. And maybe, just maybe, in some way that I can't even imagine, we'll be able to live on and take a piece of him with us. And so every single time we get stronger and stronger, until one day, and I'm waiting for it, because he promised me, and Yankee knows. One time in Pesach, we were hawking by the pool. And I said, Rabbi, I'm Syrian. I don't like to wait on lines. What am I going to happen by the base of Megdash? There's going to be lines out the door. It's going to be Balagan. He goes, Charlie, I got your back. Base of Megdash, you come my line on the coin, I got you close. I said, Rabbi, next Pesach, he goes, you got it. Yankee's my witness. Maybe if all of us started doing a little more visos, we walked into the Yamsuf for Rabbi Wallerstein. We lived for Hashem. We went on a crusade in our own lives. Maybe, just maybe, that'll be enough. Because I can tell you for sure, I don't know what's going on right down on the earth, but in Shemayim, it is tumulting up right now. You know where Wallerstein's bringing Mashiach. We should be so good to make him proud to live on a crusade for Hashem as Kohanim, as a Mamlech as Kohanim. And maybe, just maybe, see a time where we get to see Rabbi Wallerstein again. Big day Kohana. At the Korban Pesach, with no lines. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org. <laughs>